Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so am I camera? <laughs> uh, I think we're both, I mean, right? All everything. Okay, so it's just us. No, do perfect. This is yeah. great. Does you my hair look okay? You'll Jesus. It's wild, bro. I'm not going to comment on her looks one more time, because <laughs> at this point now, just like, now it just looks like I'm hitting on you, <laughs> which I just said previously nobody would have the guts to do, so that would make you. me super hypocritical. <laughs> <laughs>I am Chelsea Grayson. Welcome to another episode of What's Your Water? We've already been talking for like 20 minutes, yes. so <laughs> maybe you'll be lucky enough to see some of that. I'm really lucky. My guest today is Letitia Lee. Thank you. Who um, is a renaissance woman, to say the least. She is the founder and CEO of Tress. She is the host of an extremely popular podcast, Girl, You Got This. Mm -hmm. She's a blogger. She's a published author. She plays basketball. She's a model, obviously. I really didn't have to say that. Um, but welcome. So Thank happy you. to have you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. I want to hear about Tress first, because that's how we originally uh, met. I stalked yes. you a little bit. Well, I mean, that was the best way to stalk me, because that's like yeah. my baby. Yeah. Tress was something that was like just so close to my heart, because you see all this hair on my head? Yeah. I could never wear a hat. I could never. Like, <laughs> There's nothing that fits over no, that. No, <laughs> nothing that fits, and nothing that comfortably fits. Like, yeah. if I threw on a hat, Low-key, I would have like a, the forehead like imprint mark or yeah. I'd have to straighten my hair. <laughs> like, there was no way for me to wear a hat. Which is a pain in the ass. Yeah, and I hate straightening my hair. I, I, I like my curls. Yeah. So I'll never forget my ex used to rush me all the time. And I'd be like, bro, I need like 10 minutes to do my hair. Like, let me diffuse it, please. Yeah. <laughs> One day I was like, you know what? I'm inventing a hat that I can just throw on and go. Three years later, I did. So that's how it started. Oh, really? Yeah. True story. I don't think I knew that story. That's a true story. She yeah. was like, where is she going with this? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's exactly how it happened, so I'll never forget. He was in the bathroom, and I looked at him, and I said, you know what? I'm going to invent a hat, because we're always thinking, like, what was the next big thing? What's, yeah. You know? And I was like, I'm going to invent a hat. And he was like, whatever, Letitia. And I was like, okay. So I started. I started, like, looking at companies and, like, doing the research and, like, finding designers, because I'm not a designer at yeah. all. Yeah. I just knew I wanted a hat to fit my hair, and I was like, I can't be the only chick with curly hair that's having this issue. For sure. I lost a lot of money. Uh, a lot of people ghosted me w with work. It was yeah. my first time. Never knew. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I lost over, like, $10,000 in the beginning. Wait, go, tell me about that. Because yeah. there's so many people that are watching this who want to do their own thing. Yes. Lots of people don't want to work in corporate America anymore mm -hmm. for somebody else. So but talk about it. Because you definitely, as an entrepreneur, you're bound to lose money along oh, the yeah. way and have hiccups. So... Can you walk through that process yes. a little bit? I'll walk through the first one. Okay. So I reach out to one of my guy friends and I say, hey, I want, I need a designer. I need like a drawing. I need to get it sampled. He was like, all right, use this company. It was like PRP, some company that has designers. They'll create the design for you. Then you can get a sample. And I was like, all right, cool. So what did they say? Oh, we need half the deposit. So I give them half the deposit and we start designing. Right? I get the, the drawing, I go like the materials back and forth, and I'm like, this is great, this is exactly what I want. A lot of back and forth. However, he was like, in six months, you'll have your sample. Six months comes, and I don't have my sample. So this is a prototype company that I'm working with right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what's up? Like, it's six months, he's like, oh, well, da 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 da, this and that, this and that. And I was like, excuse me? Ghost. Wait, he just walked with your Completely money? Completely walked. Oh my Completely God. And it was my and deposit. By the way, for the record, six months is a really long time to wait for a prototype, yes, too. And it's like, a that's hat. an unusually long amount of time. Yeah, it's unnecessary. For a hat. Yeah. yeah. 
for hat. And the communication was just so weird and poor, and it was yeah. going up and down. And I was like, you know what? I have to eat it. It's my first F, right? Yeah. I always say I, ha I have to fail to learn. Mm -hmm. So I learned the hard way. I will never, ever do another deposit until I get something intangible. Right? Back. Yeah, like period. And like, that was a nightmare. That was my first fail. Oh, failure number two. So I was in China, and one of our friend's friends had a hat manufacturer. And I was like, that's perfect. Thank you, God, yeah. universe. Like, I need this, right? <laughs> Dropped in my lap. Great guy, great family, was super interested like in the in my hat, and I was like, you know, this is my idea. I have the drawing. So from the prototype company, I didn't get my sample, but at least I had the design. Yeah. I had like the sketch of it all. So it's exactly what I wanted. I leave China, come back, we're in conversation. He sends me like samples, we're going back and forth, and I'm like, this is so cool. Like I'm finally getting like yeah. to feel my design. So this is where it gets crazy. So I'm back in the States, he's back in China. Something's going on with his family, not sure really, I'm just keeping in touch with him because he was a friend of ours at the time and he low-key ghosted on me for a couple of days. And I was like, hey, we'll call him Bob. I was like, Bob, like, like what's going on? Are you and the family good? Oh yeah, the kids are doing this, X, Y, Z. I said, okay, but I thought we were gonna, you know, you were gonna ship me my first inventory. Yeah. So I was only gonna order 800 hats first to yeah. see how it goes, that yeah. was the plan. I had the sample in, we had the final design, I had everything I wanted in this hat was here. So he was like, yes, this is how much it's gonna be, send me this much over and then send the rest afterwards. Now, I trusted him, mm -hmm. you know, he was a friend of ours, mm -hmm. they were in business, to, we were all in business together with another deal in China, you know, close to home, my agents were close to him, yeah. so I was like, this is fine. So she broke the rule she had set for herself. Yeah, I did. Just months before. Yeah. <laughs> because I thought this relationship. Not rubbing it in. No, but, but it's true. Saying, like, you had set a rule for yeah. yourself. And this was year two. Yeah. Oh, year two. This is year two. God. Okay. Yeah. So you're deep in it. I set a rule and I was like, but everything's like, I have my sample. I have my hat. He's a friend of ours. Yeah, he can't yeah. do me wrong. Of course. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was doing business with that. Like, he's not going to like screw me. No way. I got screwed 100%. So I think I sent him about $4,500, $4,200 um, for like the first inventory. So I was gonna pay him in increments. And he went ghost. He ended up moving to the States and like all, these, all this stuff happened and it was like this long, sad story. And I was like, but where's the inventory? Right. Like where's, where are my hats? And he never sent you the hats? Never. But he had your $4,500, yeah. which isn't big in the grand scheme no. of things, but still, it's the principle But for principle me, that was a lot of money. Oh, especially because you had lost probably yeah. about that the year before. Totally. So, what, I, did, and he never said anything about <laughs> no. it? No, and all he was saying is talking about his family and their hardships that they're going through. Lo and okay. behold, my agents fell out of business with him. Like, it was messy. Wow. But I got another F, I got another yeah. L, I got another loss. Okay. So now I'm on year three. And I'm at this point, I'm just like, whatever like I have a sample though yeah right so now it's like finding the manufacturer which is really hard yeah very difficult and trusting a manufacturer and like quality is everything yep so I'm at a wedding year three I'm at a wedding and we see this guy and I know him he's an incredible guy he owns fanatics Michael Rubin actually oh, is his name. okay he's the best yeah so I'm like Mike look I know you're gonna think I'm crazy, <laughs> but I have this hat, it's made for a woman. And guys, when I talk about trust, they're like, what do you mean? Because guys <laughs> don't have hair, they're not like interested, they, have, they don't get it. Yeah. Never in a million years would they understand. No, for sure. So Mike was like, he was so cool, and he was like, Leticia, like, I'll connect you with my guy, you guys talk, and figure it out, you know? The best thing that ever happened to me. 
It was opening my mouth and asking. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was the best thing because I was like, no, like they're probably so busy. You know, they're running all this stuff and I just have the sample. He's going to look at me like I'm a, like, what is this girl doing with a girl's hat? Like who would yeah. wear a dress? <laughs> you know, what is dress? Yeah. But I opened my mouth and I asked at the wedding. He sent me the contact that I needed and I was able to finally get my first batch of inventory. Through, them, through that contact. Yeah. And you persevered for three years. Three years. So, because some people would say, oh, maybe this is the universe telling me that this is a bad idea. Mm -mm. But you didn't get that energy. No. Your energy was, no, it, this is just telling me to try harder and this yeah. that just wasn't the right way of doing it. I knew. I believed in my hat so much. Yeah. Because I needed it. And if I'm dealing with it, there's millions of beautiful curls around this world yeah. that have the same issue yeah. as me. You know? And I was like, I know this is, I know this is it. Like I knew it also. So let me rewind to another challenge I had. So a month, so mind you, three years, I get the inventory. I'm launching December 2016 or 17, I forget right now. I wanna say 17. Beyonce drops a hat. It's called the curl cap. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember yes. that hat. Yes, it was with Topshop with Blue, uh, Ivy Parker brand. And I'll never forget this. I was at one of my good friends' house in Atlanta, and I was like, my girlfriends were sending me all this stuff, and I'm like, shut, shut up. Like, what do you mean? And Beyonce, the queen bee of she, everyone, yo, right? Yeah. I was like. You're not gonna be able to live in a space that no, she in, is in. No, like, that doesn't, yeah. At all, there's no competition. So I'm like. And she's got the most hair, too. Yes. So she's even like an amazing brand ambassador yeah. for her. But you know what the crazy, I cried. I cried that day. Of course. I was like. I've been working on this for three years. I'm launching December, and it was, she, I think all the articles dropped like a week before. And it was like, the curl cap, Beyonce curl, and I'm just like, what? No. What me? What, could you have waited? <laughs> right, so I'm crying, I go back, and at the time the guy I was seeing, he was like, look, chill out. At least you know that there's a market. Exactly, right? she like, had obviously done the market research yeah. that you probably hadn't perfectly done, right. so she did the legwork for right. you in that sense. And when he said that, I was like, you know what, there was a market, but in my head I was like, bro, I already knew there was a market. I've been working on the ship for so long, yeah. like I knew yeah. that there was, right? <laughs> but then I was like, no, he's right, like there is a market, it's just not a fluke. Even though the queen created the curl cap, I knew in my heart, like my design was better, right? And I was like, you know what, we're going with it. Like, inventory is coming in, I'm launching. And I launched December 2017, wow. and we sold out like that. And it Did was you? so cool, yeah. You actually sold out, yeah. which is the dream for any fashion house. It's To drop biggest. something and sell out. And it's, it's scary. It's super scary because you're sitting there with all this inventory. You know, because generally on-demand factories aren't as prevalent. Right. It's just right, right. I mean, that's the dream. But yeah. you're sitting there with all this inventory, to sell out yeah. is, I mean. It was literally the craziest, and it was only me working. So like, it's me packaging and doing everything in my office by myself. God. I didn't have anybody working for me, it was just me. And I know you're obsessed with packaging. I know <laughs> so this about you, obsessed. so I know you were being super anal with the packaging. Super <laughs> anal, super everything had to be on point, you know what I mean? And it was the coolest thing. And, and so how did you market it? I mean, because I want to go back and talk about the design of the hat and what makes yes. it so cool and special, because there's a bunch of elements going on there yes. that are also like perfectly unique to you and your whole personality. But like, so how, how did you market it ahead of time? How did you get it to sell out like that? So, what was the trick? So this was the coolest thing. So I model, like you yeah. said before, and one of my clients were Diva Curl. Diva okay. Curl is like the 
best, one of the best curl products ever. I use them daily. Yeah. And I shot a campaign for them and I went on a couple of trips, uh, blogger trips with them, right? So I met all these incredible women with curls. Different textured curls, braids, all this stuff. And I was like, hey guys, look, I'm coming out with this hat, would you support me? Dude, there's no, like there's nothing better oh. than having women support you. For sure. And like putting your product, your baby, and then they're like, yo, this is amazing. Like, wow. And they literally uplifted me and was like, hey, we're gonna put it on Instagram, we're gonna do this, we'll put it on Facebook, I'll like send it to my girlfriends. And that's how it sold out. Amazing. Through the help of like the curl community that I created from a job with Diva Curl. Which is so authentic, right? So authentic. I mean, authentic marketing is really the it's way the to, best. to get it done. I'll never forget, I, I showed Jess, her name's Mahogany Curls on Instagram. I showed <laughs> her the sample before. She's a gem. And she was like, you're on, like, this is incredible. And she's probably one of the most honest, coolest women I've met in the beauty industry. And I was like, I appreciate you. And with that being said, like, it was just these relationships that I yeah. built naturally. Yeah. And they loved it. And I was like, thank you. Because of them, I sold out. Wow. 100%. And you continue to sell out. I mean, yeah. I want, like, you do drops, you sell out. It's mm -hmm. a limited drop. You, you've trained your customer not to wait for promotional. Yes. Right? I mean, your customer is like, shit, I know when it comes out, yeah. I need to buy it now because it's yeah, never going it. on sale and it's going to be gone. Mm -hmm. And we just do new fabrics, new canvas, new everything. So do you have the same manufacturer you did at the beginning or <sighs> did you switch manufacturers? I switched manufacturers, which I wish I didn't. Okay. I'm actually going back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> talk to talk about that because that's another. It's just really yeah. interesting for people to hear how people manufacturing run is really difficult. So, you know, I'm not a designer. I didn't know like leeway, time, yeah. how much, it, how long it takes, how much it's going to be if you want it faster, shipping, pricing, quality all this control stuff, on the line. Quality yeah. control is the biggest. That's the biggest problem is quality control for me with manufacturers. I wish I would have stayed with my contact when I first launched. Um, so we started with a little black hat, right? And my thing was like, every girl needs a little black dress. Let me start with a little black truss. So we launched, <laughs> so we launched, yes, we I did. That. That, was our, that was like my thing in my head. So I was like, we're just gonna launch with this like, little black vegan leather hat and see where it goes. So that was my baby. We sold out and like everybody was like, we want new colors, we want this. And I was like, all right, let's do this. So go to the manufacturer. We get great quality in, right? Next next fabric we're going on, I do a pre-order. And and now I'm not what I changed manufacturers at this point because I wanted it faster. Mm -hmm. My manufacturer that was great, good quality, never had an issue, they were like, hey, I can't, we can't deliver until six months. And I'm like, Oosh. I can't wait for six months. Yeah. It's a long time. Like there's no way. I have demand right now. Yeah. I need supply. So I went with a friend's recommendation. Great to begin, but then the quality control went so poorly. So I did pre-orders, I'll never forget, on the leather and crayon and the restock of the blacks. I get my shipment in, every bill of every hat was like crooked. Oh. There was like all these like oh. inmates under the hats. I'm crying. Now these are delivered to my house in the garage and I'm opening them and I'm like, is this real or is this a joke? So I did pre-orders. I had over 200 pre-order sales. God. So now you're way behind the eight ball at this point. Way behind. People are like waiting for their hats. Oh my God. Waiting, Chelsea. And I'm like, what am I going to do? I had to send over like 200 apologies, refunds, 
refunds? Refunds. Some people were like, it's okay, let, let me know when they come back in. I want to keep my order. Some were like, you know what, actually I'll take my money back and I'll just order. So yeah, yeah that was my life. Quality control is the biggest thing with manufacturer. And you know what, I'm learning. You need to go there and show your face. Mm-hmm, definitely. And you have to be there and you have to be present. They have definitely. to know who they're delivering for. They have to know what you want and there's nothing better than having you there and doing it. For sure, where was, so where was there at that point? Was that China? Yes, it was China. So you're flying back, that's 18 hours back yeah. and forth. That's exhausting. Right, this and I'm not doing it all the time. business advice people though. Yeah. Like honestly, listen to this, like pretty face, Big brain, <laughs> really big brain. Like this is good in the trenches business advice for an entrepreneur. It's true, you have to. Because you have to understand there's all these other companies that are producing quality products too. They don't care. And when you're a startup, your inventory isn't like a huge company like Lids where they're like ordering hundreds of thousands of hats. Right. I'm ordering thousands of hats at a time. Yeah. I'm not there yet. So right. they don't care as much as Right. You know, they do as their bigger clients where they're making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah. And the, you know? and the delay, you yeah. know, like if somebody tells you there's a six month delay, it's not because it's taking them that long to make the hat. It's that these factories have lines, different lines. Right. And they will give you a particular line where they're going to make your hat, but they have that line is also being used for tons of other labels. Yes. So you're just waiting in line for the line, basically. Yeah, 100%. And that's what people don't understand. It's like just like a. It's like a share time, share condo or something, yeah. you know? And you're just waiting. And you're just waiting. So you have to go show your face. Yeah. You have to show your face. You have to let them know what you want, what you stand for, what you expect. Yeah. Otherwise, you're throwing away money. Yeah. Literally. I threw away money. And how, like, I mean, throwing away those sales. Because every sale at that point in, at, of time in your company, yeah. you fight and battle for every sale. Every sale. And to, like, lose a sale. And it's the worst oh, feeling because you're God. building community too. So trust yeah. for me is like a community of women, right? Yeah. Embracing our texture, embracing our hair, embracing who we are and unapolog unapologetically like not changing our hair to wear a freaking hat. I don't want to do it anymore. For sure. So like I felt bad like I was letting down the community, like this really incredible community of women. So I like took it to heart. Yeah. I'm crying in my basement. I'll never forget in the garage. And I was like, mom, what do I do? She's like, Apologize like what else can you do We're, like it happens? So that's the being an entrepreneur is like the biggest failures happen to you and you're just like <laughs> Cry and then figure it out for sure Cry and then figure it out call your mom figure yeah. it out. <laughs> or your dad <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, that and it's true, running your own company like that is much more emotional than running yes. somebody else's company where you are inve emotionally invested, but right. this was your baby. I mean, to the point where you persevered for three years mm -hmm. after all these disasters and, and Beyonce competing with you yeah. or not even realizing she was competing yeah. with you, but doing no it right. Clue. I mean, and so it's like this thing is your baby. Yeah. It's like you're raising your child. But let's go back to the idea of your customers as a community. First, yes. Do you have a name for your, for your community? Or? I just call them my trust team. Your trust team, yeah. okay, I love that, mm -hmm. okay. Because everybody has something, like yeah. Hive or whatever. Yeah. But, so you've got your trust team, and like you say, you've got this call to action, mm -hmm. really. So your company is more than just about a product. It's 100%. a call to action mm -hmm. um, for all the things you said. But then it's so cool because the hat itself, aside from being functional, well, you talk to me about the structure of the hat because it's vegan leather. Yes. So what does vegan mean to you? Tell me about the lining. Tell me about just the structure of the hat. It's yeah. so cool. So with the design, I I'm all, I love animals. You know, yeah. any, anything ethical, you know, I'm here for. Which some people actually argue vegan is it's still not. And 
there, there can be a whole talk about vegan versus faux versus this is actually helping the environment. I try my best. Yeah. You know, as a company, you, I would always do the best for our environment to be ethically friendly forever in anything yeah. that I do, 100%. Yeah. So when I, I knew I wanted to be vegan leather. I knew I wanted it to be leather because something about like black leather is just hot. Like no matter what, like a black leather jacket, black leather pants, it's just a hot, it's right? It's rich. Yeah, it's like rich and it yeah. just has like this like vibe. Yeah, you totally. Know? So that's, that was the whole idea with the leather. So when I was designing it, so the crown of the hat, it's higher. Because all this hair, it's volume, yeah. right? Day one versus day, I'm like on what? Maybe day like three. <laughs> day one, it's flatter. It's like a little more chill. Day three, day four, it grows. It's like a chia pet, like the thing, it just grows and gets bigger and fuller. But I like it. The dirtier the hair for me, the better. And a lot yeah. of curly girls will literally tell you that. Yeah. Like, the bigger, the better, always. So I made sure the crown was high. I designed the crown so it's higher, so our hair sits in it. It's okay. not gonna be flattened or crazy and like stuck down. There's room for my okay. curls in the volume. And the inside is set in lining. Okay. Every woman knows with textured hair, even with wavy hair or straight hair, satin lining protects our cuticles of our Absolutely. hair. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like end all be all. There's satin pillowcases, satin yeah. lining. That's just how it works. And I was like, I need to incorporate that in my hat. So it's lined with satin lining, which diminishes our hat hair. Yeah, so, you know, it's amazing. Because you know when you wear a hat and you take it off, you look wild. Yeah. Your hair's like, whoa, girl, put yeah. that back on yeah. type of thing. It's not like that with Tress because you have that protection. It protects your hair. So I literally can wear Tress all day long and go like this after and like my curls are good. Just like gives you so much flexibility. So much flexibility yeah. and I don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. And the last thing that I incorporated, so I played softball growing up. Like I said, I was a tomboy and I used to wear these other like long Nike headbands to hold my hair back out yeah. of my face. And now when I wore hats, I hated having to like, you know when you have to put like the ponytail super low yep. on the back of your neck oh, yeah. for it to fit? Yeah. I hated it because my neck would be so sweaty and gross. Yep. So I was like, what if I incorporated those like softball feels into the hat? So in the back of the hat, there's three bands and they keep your, ha your hair sitting off the back of your neck. And they literally act as like when I played softball, it literally sits as a ponytail high off your neck. So good. Yeah, so you, it can breathe and it's functional. It's a ponytail. And you've holder. got a cute ponytail coming yeah. out the back. You don't need anything, no ponytails, yeah. anything. It's it's already made for you. Love. And this is why. Yeah. This is why we we're doing that collab together. <laughs> yeah. right? See, Which like, I it's love. Genius. Thank you. It's so, so much. genius. You did that on your own mm -hmm. in the face of loss and hiccup and everything. I so mean, much. it said, here you are, and you're now you've got this loyal, your tress team, mm -hmm. and they just keep coming back for additional drops. Yeah. Are you guys thinking about doing, first of all, do you have a team or is it still just you? Well, I hired, I have one intern right okay. now. My sister helps me a lot. Got okay. So nice. it's like girl squad right now holding it down. But by the end of this year, I need to hire more people. Okay. Her, yeah. her sister is the hazel of blue, blue yes. hazel. Yes. She's obviously the blue if you look at her <laughs> eyes. <laughs> That's the blue. Because your Instagram ad is at blue, blue hazel. hazel. Yep. Yeah. At blue okay. hazel. Uh, we'll say that again at the end because you guys should all follow her. The, the, th the model side of her is the part that comes out on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, and the inspirational side too. You got a yes. bunch of cool, like deeply spiritual yeah. things that you say, mm -hmm. but the pictures. Yeah, I'm like, are you constantly on a photo shoot? Or where <laughs> are those pictures coming from? Okay, so uh, my girlfriend is a photographer, Shelby, and we'll get together and shoot content for like two, three weeks okay. in like two hours. So I just bust it out like, 
I don't have time. Like when you're running your yeah. business, you're working every day. Say if I have a, like a campaign I have to shoot, I'm yeah. gone out of town for two, three days. Yeah. I can't keep shooting content every day. So I do it a smart way. I do it like a Sunday, two, three hours. I shoot enough content for like the month. And do you, you have wardrobe changes and everything? 100% wardrobe, hair change, makeup change. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's so good. <laughs> yeah, but that's how you have to do it. You, time for me is of the essence. Like yeah. I have to like really manage my time and structure it out. That's like the biggest thing as an entrepreneur, structure. My therapist actually told me the other day, <laughs> she's like, you need structure. I was like, I thought I had structure. And she's like, better. How, yeah, how do you not have structure? Like your day, tell me about a, an average day in the life for you because oh. you, you have your podcast, yes. right, that you're recording and Which you seem like to my generate that constantly. Yeah. So tell me about sort of your typical day and how you divide it up. What time mm -hmm. do you wake up? Okay, so let's say a Tuesday. So Tuesday is my podcast days. But it's also like get your life together, trust. Yeah. So Tuesday yesterday, for example, I wake up every day at 8 a.m. Okay. And like you, as we talked about, I'm not a morning person. Yeah. Like, <laughs> give me some tea, insight timer, let me meditate and get my life together, and then I'm alive by like 8.30, 9 o'clock. I'm going to my emails, trust, customers, shipping. I do, so I have a two-bedroom. My other bedroom is the office. Okay. So I'm literally in the other office. I'm shipping hats, taking care of inventory, getting back to customers, posting on Instagram, doing all that because that's, it's so important to keep that rapport with your, yeah. your customers. So yeah. every morning for the, like, for the first two, three hours when I'm awake, it's trust. Okay. Then after that, two o'clock is the podcast. So I get to interview incredible women like yourself, <laughs> which I cannot wait for you to I come. I can't wait. Girl, we got this is like my passion. It's like, it's literally, I think my purpose. It's one of those things where, you know when you walk into work and you're like, I could do this happily every single day. That's how I feel with Girl, We Got This. Wow. I said it wrong at the beginning, too. I said, Girl, you got this. Well, girl, well, girl you do got this. Well, we got this we got together. This. We yeah, got it. We it's got a teamwork. All this. Yeah, it's true. But you got this, too. So it works. And my whole, the whole aspect of Girl, We Got This is, you know, we're all sisters here. You know, no matter what, like, drop the competition, drop the BS. Like, we're yeah. all sisters. And we can all unite and just become better, you know. And my whole thing with Girl, We Got This is I want to interview attainable women. Attainable, unapologetic, honest women that want to share their story. So the other woman listening understands like, wow, this isn't actually easy. Oh, she went through a divorce and she still got back up. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, she had a loss, but she was able to still get out of it. You know what yeah. I mean? She, she got fired from a job and she's still finding her way and she did. Yeah. You know, and it's being able to inspire and motivate another woman. It's the coolest thing for me because I always say like, when you do something, Chelsea, like you're doing it for all of us. Like when we yeah. stand up for women, you're standing up for all of us, you know? And sure. like, there's no better time than now. Yeah. And it's, it's like the now, right? you know? Yeah. So that's my life from two to four. Okay. Uh, then I had an audition yesterday. An audition for modeling or yes, for a part? Yes, Okay. Yeah, modeling. So I had to go, and I'm new to LA, so I'm like learning the traffic and how to get here and there. It's like madness. <laughs> Give yourself an hour for yeah, everything. <laughs> everything. Everything. Had an audition at 5:45. Come back. I don't even think I ate yesterday. I probably had a bar or something. Cooked dinner and then I I shut it down. Like yeah. I make myself shut it down by 7:30, 8 o'clock every day. Because if I don't, I'll be working until like two in the morning. Yeah. Just recently, because I felt I was being burnt out, and I met this woman, her name is Tamara Lore, and she was on the podcast, mm -hmm. and her, she literally looked at me, she said, balance is bullshit. You can't balance, because something's gonna suffer. Yeah. And I said, you know what, you're so right. 
She's like, you need to blend, start blending things, start blending your friends, start blending, you know, your career, your work, what you're doing. So like everything is gonna just work together. Yeah. But shut it down. So I shut it down 7 30, 8 o'clock every night. Amazing. So Wake blend. up and do the same thing. Yeah. I like that rather than balance. Yeah, you have to blend. It was so cool. So she comes from Australia to the podcast and her sister's with her. And I'm like, this is great. She's like, I had to blend. It's her birthday. But I couldn't be there for her birthday. I have to work. Yeah. So I said, hey sis. We're going to celebrate you in L.A. I'm buying you a ticket. Let's do this. And she just nice. brought her sister with her on her work trip. <laughs> so good. Yeah. And she was like, I don't want to miss my kids' games. So I'm going to let them know, hey, I'll take the call, but you might hear soccer balls. It might be crazy in the background, but I'll be on the call. Yeah. Are you cool with it? Yes. Blending. God, this is so the life for so many of us. Yes. Right? Um, how do you meet these people that you have on your podcast? I have an incredible booker. So okay. I'm with Podcast One. Okay. That's okay. my partner. So how did that happen? I'm Norm Pattis, he's an incredible human being. Yeah. I love Norm. I met Norm probably four years ago. Okay. And it was like, you know like when you meet people and you're like, well, you're freaking awesome. Yeah. That's how it was. And we just had this cool report and he was like, let's do this podcast, let's do this podcast. And I was living in Atlanta at the time and it was just a lot. And I was like, Norm, I don't think I can do it. As soon as I moved to LA, I emailed him and I said, hey, look, I'm here, let's do this. And he was like, let's do it. So I went in, pitched my idea and built a team and here we are two, wow. two months later so you're so lucky so you just get to walk in and start recording that's the best part. Uh, yeah <laughs> that is the best Jones being is your the own best. production crew and oh. like, roadie and all of that it's for the birds it's for the birds <laughs> that's like i am that for trust and i yeah. think that's why i love girl we got this so much too <laughs> you just walk in and do the good stuff you're like where's my mic i'll just <laughs> sit down with my awesome ass guest that i get to see today yeah Bob, she comes in i talk and i leave and it's true podcast so you don't have to do hair and makeup it's no. not it's not no. on film no not and you film. do it actually at the podcast one yep. studios yep. which is so interesting yep. too I, I didn't realize until i started like following you mm -hmm. and follow you know because i listen to your podcast yes. obviously but you do a lot of visuals anyways yes. you know, i'm like oh my god she's doing that at the yeah. studio doing at the su it's amazing Second like a dedicated floor. engineer. I have the best producer ever, Steve. Yeah. He's my guy. I love so him. So good. And it's like dream team. Yeah. And you have a booker. It's yes. And so what's your instruction to your booker? Is it, so it's all, it's all women. Yes. Well, what you know are your what? other instructions? I'm actually open to men. I actually want to get okay. men on. Good. Because, Be open to men. Yeah. Men, <laughs> because you know what? Men have such great insight on a lot of things you know that we're doing and there's a lot of men that support us and that are for us and I think we need to hear their voice and be open to them as much as we are to women you yeah know what I mean yeah we can do this but it's cool when men are helping us rise too yeah so if, soon enough I'll have some men on okay yeah. interesting I'll yeah. be really interested to see yeah. who you pick for that I'll let you know it's coming soon because it could be a really non-obvious person too right yeah. like just somebody who just will give you a male perspective on something right. so that's insightful right you know um, okay so that's a crazy day but I like that you draw the line at some point yeah, I have to you know you kind of put everything down and sort of reserve that time for yourself because yeah. you definitely need that um, okay so you've, you've got the podcast but you also wrote a book mm -hmm which is generally kind of derived from the subject matter of yes. the pod, but you wrote it, it was published a couple of years ago. Yes. So how did you, was that, but that was before you had the podcast? It was before I had the podcast, okay. it was with Blue Hazel. Okay. So there was a point where Blue Hazel was pretty much the premise of my sister and I. Everybody would always be like, I wish I had a sister like you. Me and my sister are super tight. I'm from a family of five. Yeah. And we're all like this. Yeah. Um, thank God for mom and dad for keeping us tight. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand how people grow up without siblings. Like, I don't know where I would be without my sister or yeah. my brothers. I just don't, and it's crazy to me that 
a lot of women don't have a sister. So that's how Blue Hazel created. It was really the, the we're sharing our passions through our sisterhood, through Blue Hazel. And that's where I started, my best friends would come in. So my best friend, Lauren, she's a fitness trainer. My other girlfriend is a nutritionist and she deals with a lot of autoimmune disease things. So like mm. everything she does is super clean. And mm. I'm just, I learned so much from them. So I created a book. It's like a booklet. It's called Girl. We got this. Yes. <laughs> it's called Girl, We Got This. It's on Amazon. And it's literally, it's, it's simple. It's all of us. It's my sister sharing our sisterhood. You know, so like what I'm passionate about, what my sister's passionate about, what Cody and Lauren are passionate about, yeah. we put it in a book. And women love it. And it's just like, we're all sisters here. I can't like stress the fact yeah. more. Yeah. And as much as me, I can give to you, as much as my experiences and my love and my mess ups and my downfalls and my failures, if I can help the next girl on the screen, wherever this other woman is, like that makes me happy. Yeah. I'm full. Yeah. Did you get that? Because you played basketball. Yes. In, in college or just high school? Yes. Or? No, I played basketball in college. I all my life. So you. I went you on scholarship to. I went to school to play ball. Really. Oh really? Yeah. I went on scholarship to Eckerd College. Okay. Where is that? It's in St. Petersburg. It's a private school. Okay. Right by Tampa. Okay. Oh my yeah. God. In Florida. Yeah. In Florida. Well, you've lived in some. So you've lived in Atlanta and Florida. Hey girl, I lived in all Georgia. Over. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I went to school in St. Petersburg, Florida. Played there for four years. I blew up my knee. My junior year Yeesh. and I wanted to go overseas and I just couldn't after I blew up my knee it just yeah. was like still to this day like if I hope I'll go hoop all the time but I can't walk or I can't wear heels the next day and I'm like I can't I don't got time for how that. did you do it what was the how did you suffer the injury I went up for a rebound and I just came down the wrong way and my knee buckled out which I didn't know this but it's common actually so for women the first question they ask are you on your period and yeah. I was like no I'm not on my period yeah so it's common I guess our, our body and our cycle there's pieces of our body that's weak at this time, but huh. I, yeah, it was it was a really interesting moment for me because I was like, what in the world? And I just went up and landed bad, and I just remember waking up with because I passed out because of the pain. Yeah, really. And I just I was cursing, and I woke up with everybody's jersey on me, and I was like, what happened? And my knee was just out. Yeah. So that was, it was, I was depressed. Yeah. My mom had to fly down. I couldn't oh, yeah. hoop anymore. I was on crutches. It was miserable. You know, I, the pain, I had two surgeries um, and I couldn't hoop anymore. Like I was, that, that was been your my identity, thing. right? Yeah. Loving basketball all day long. Loving that basketball. Was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was my life. I used to watch that movie every night to sleep. Wait, isn't the first question in that, what was the question? When did you fall in love with hip hop? Or yes. What, what made you fall in love with hip hop? I think, did, or I think that's that brown movie, sugar. It, oh yeah, that's brown sugar. That's brown sugar, yeah, yeah, That's brown sugar. But it's the same vibe, <laughs> same vibe. Sanaa Lathan, same, incredible yeah. in that movie. I yeah. obsessed with her. And um, I used to sleep with my ball every night. Like, I still to this day have to hug something to sleep. Oh, seriously? Yeah, I swear. Man, you are such a tomboy. That's <laughs> crazy. So had you modeled it all up until that point, or no. had only been athletics? No, only athletics. So okay. I blew out my knee. I get scouted from an agent in Tampa. Her name's Kara Alexander. I love her to death forever for life. She changed my life. Um, so I graduated college. She's like, let's go to Miami. Wilhelmina wants you in Miami. So I'm, what, 21 at this point? I go down to Miami and I'm working. Being a young girl from Gardner, Massachusetts, Yo. getting thrown into this world, first in Miami, second in this modeling industry, <laughs> three, you're exposed to so much. Yeah. 
I'm like, what was my life? Like what? I mean, just parties and- Parties. I mean, not to say that you did any, but like just, there's a lot of drugs yes. down there in Miami, right? There's a right? lot of drugs. I, I didn't mean, do drugs, I did drink though. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, what is my life? Men, there's crazy men oh down God. there. Rich men, famous men, high profile men, Ugh. powerful men. Yes. You know, that's a drug yes. for a young girl. That's and the craziest drug, I think, for a young girl. Yeah, like how did you handle all of that? Because you had been, sports is a really, I mean, we started this talking about teamwork, because that's what I was really interested in. But, yes. but I mean, sports is a very disciplined, like you're you're up, you're practicing, you're yes. at a game, you're dead, your parents make sure you're eating right. right. I mean, it's, now you're out there yeah. alone. By myself. In a crazy I don't have world. A team. I don't have people to hold me accountable. I don't have people to like go, lean on. It was just me. It's crazy too. So I met this Brazilian girl model and she became like my friend and the Brazilian family became like my family. Yeah. And it was just crazy. You just get exposed and I'll never forget. I was like, mom. I was like living and live at the time, the club. Jeez. That was like when it was popping too. Good God. And I was like, what is my life? <laughs> Literally, I was like, what am I doing? And my dad gets on the phone, he was like, oh, so what, you went to college to be pretty? And I was like, skirt, <laughs> like, what, what? Like, first of all, bro, I did go to college, I graduated, I did everything you wanted me to do, dad, let yeah. me live. Yeah. But then I thought about it and I was like, I am smart. Like, so I started working at a law firm, listening to dad, obeying him. Huh, okay. Yeah, so I worked at a law firm and I would model on the side. Um, I hated the law firm. Oh, sorry. I'm a recovering lawyer. Are you? I was a lawyer for 17 years. Oh, you would be sorry. a lawyer. That's why you're such a boss. Whatever. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. Yeah. I hated it. I loved the, guy, the guys that I worked for, yeah. but I was like, I can't. It's the word. Lawyers, lawyers are douchey. Oh, and, yeah. it's, and in Miami, everybody speaks Spanish so fast. I, I couldn't. I was like, anxiety was on a whole other level. Do you, you speak Spanish, though? Yes. Because you're Puerto Rican from both sides or from one My side? My dad is Bahamian and Puerto Rican. Mom okay. is French and Italian. Okay, okay. Yeah. So do you have French and Italian also? Yes. Do you have those languages? No, I don't. I wish I did. Oh, okay. I wish I did. Spanish is a good one to have down there. So, But it, but it, they're speaking really fast. Yeah. They assume you know it. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't do this. My agent goes, hey, I just sent a package up to South Africa, Cape Town. This agency wants you there. And I was like... Hell yeah, I'm going to South Africa. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I, I called my mom, I called my dad. My dad's like, you're not going. I said, yes, I am. I packed my bags, I left in two weeks. Nice. I went and lived in Cape Town, South Africa for four months. You did? Yeah. It was the best four months of my life still to this day. Jeez. The best experience. I learned how much I love and I yearn for travel and the world and culture and just seeing things with your eyes. It's like one of those things where it's just priceless. Yeah. I met my best friends still to this day. We all live together in a model apartment. Amazing. I learned how the industry is wild. The modeling industry is crazy. <laughs> uh, I learned rejection. I mean, I was told no all the time. Yeah. Like, people think modeling is such this glamorous thing. And now, I'm not Victoria's Secret. Those are models. Like, I'm a print model. I yeah. print and I do commercial. I smile. Yeah. That's what I do. Right. You <laughs> splash it. the eyes yeah. and they're like. <laughs> yeah, they want my hair. They want my smile. Yeah. Like, that's what I do. Yeah. And I own that. But you get rejected. You get told no all the time. You get looked at for like what you have, what you have to offer every day. And it's like, here, this is me. And they're looking at you like, mm -hmm. and I'm like, all right, this mm -hmm. is awkward. And no, you'll book a couple of jobs and you'll be like, your confidence gets built back up. But like there's somebody tomorrow that's gonna like make you go all the way back down. And I was like, what is this world? And they have you do the craziest things in auditions. I know. Literally, somebody needs to make a movie about I know. auditioning. 
because it's wild. I know. I feel bad. I'm on the other side of this because, of Are course, you? having run two yeah. fashion companies, I've tested and I've been in tests for many, many, many models. Right. Because and I'm very particular about the models that I use, mm -hmm. and I always have a particular vision about who I want in that particular yes. shoot. And so, but it's a, you. So you bring people in, mm -hmm. and you get to know them actually, even just in the short five minutes they're there. Yes. And they're so nice, and yeah. they're putting their best face to you. And like all the while, you pretty much know right away. Yeah. You're like, 100%. no, no, yeah. you know, and. Um, you inevitably have to sometimes, unfortunately, say things in front of the model. Yeah. Because you're making notes to your, whoever you have, your mm -hmm. studio director or whatever. So like, yeah, sorry. I mean, I've been yeah, on the other no, side of that. No, but sorry. <laughs> it is the it's, industry. It's just it's the industry. Life. It's not personal. No, it's not. And that's what you know. the thing is. You can't take that per Look, you can't take a lot of things in life personal. Yeah. In career, in that world, you can't take anything personal, ever. And in life, I'm learning, like, you can't even, you. There's a lot of things in life yeah. that you can't take personal. It has yeah. nothing to do with you. Absolutely. Even when you're dating, like we were talking yeah. earlier about like the LA ghost or yeah. whatever. Like even guys who ghost or guys who do mm -hmm. this or that, you really can't, like that's their problem. Yeah. That's really not your problem at all. It's There's so nothing true. wrong with you because no. the other guy loved you and the next guy will love you too. Yes. This guy is just fucked up. Yeah, it's 100% <laughs> <Sorry>, true. <guys. laughs> you guys need to read the book, The Four Agreements. It is so good. The, the Four, Four Agreements. Agreements, yeah. Oh my God, I can't think of the author right now. Lewis something. The Four Agreements is such a solid book. And one of the four agreements is don't take things personal. Mm. And it's so real. It's pretty much the premise is what somebody else is going through, they're usually projecting onto you. Yeah. So you can't take things personal. We're all going through something. Like we're all True. dealing with our own demons, our own battles. We had a bad day. Like who knows? I don't know. You don't know. What we do as humans sometimes we project. You know, and we don't even know we're doing it. We just do it naturally, right? Mm -hmm. We're insecure. We're dealing with all these other issues. And what we're literally giving off is actually nothing to hurt you. So don't take it personal. Like what we're doing is because of what we're dealing with. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Um, but when you're dealing with something. Yes. You know, I mean, how do you get yourself through it? And how do you, because you're very nice. Thank you. You're, you're just like a very nice person. Thank so I don't you. get the sense that you walk around imposing your issues on other people. So how do no. you avoid doing that, what are you thinking about consciously? How do you check in with yourself? How are you getting past your moments? Honestly, therapy has yeah. been like my savior. Um, I started therapy this year, actually, and it's been the best decision I've ever made. I was always against it. I was yeah. always like, no, I don't need it. Like, my girlfriends were like, just try it, like, it's good. And I was like, I don't need to go talk to a stranger, dude. Like, yeah. I talked to my mom and like my friends, like, I'm good. Yeah. I talked to my sisters, like, I'm good, bro. Therapy has changed my life. You know, and it, it helps me, it really helps me analyze where I am, who I am, who I'm surrounding myself with, why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling, what I actually want to be in this world. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, you should always be kind to everyone. Yeah. We're all humans. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I want to be so full so I can give my fullness mm. to everyone. And I get full by reflecting and holding myself accountable and my therapist is the best at that it's been like the best thing that's ever happened to me in meditation insight timer is the best app if you guys okay. want to do meditation she's dropping a lot of wisdom here <laughs> so many resources yeah. some of which she's written and some of which she's being generous because other people wrote it yeah insight, <laughs> insight timer is timer. a great app for meditation when i get like wild work it's a lot yeah like it's actually hard for me to like date and it's hard for me to hang out with my friends because i have work yeah. i'm a single woman trying to like I got bills to pay, I got things to do, like, and right. I have 
this, I've been thinking about legacy lately, and like, because I want to have mm. kids, and I want to like, you know, do all this stuff, and I'm like, what do I want? What does success mean to you? That was another question like I've been dabbling on the past couple of days, and when you start putting those things into like vision, a lot of things change, and a lot of things don't matter like they used to, and you just see things and people and experience differently. Yeah, age and seasoning yeah. does that to you a lot. Oh it's my really God. amazing yeah. what perspective yes. can do for you. Yes. Have you come up with the answer? What does success mean for you? You know, right, I'm still I'm trying to like answer that. But for me, my family is my core. Yeah. So being able to give my family the best life I could possibly give, that's success for me right now. That's my biggest focus has always been giving back to my family. My mom had when she was 17. My mom was young, my dad was 18. And they had five of us back to back to back. Mm. And you know what's so crazy? I don't know how my mom and dad did it, but they did it. I never yearned for anything. I, we were, we were middle class, lower middle class, but like I never felt like that. You know, there's times now learning like we had to get like help or my mom had, um, we were on welfare, we were on this, like we'd had help on Christmas, but we never, I never knew. Yeah. I was never aware. Yeah. And it was like this really cool thing um, when I played basketball and my dad was like, you're not gonna be seen at this public school. I need to get you in a prep school, but we couldn't afford it. So he literally refinanced our house to put me and my sister through prep school. So amazing. And it was literally the best decision for me because I learned, I don't know actually where I would be if it wasn't for Worcester Academy. It was my prep school that I went for two years and it just shaped me as a student and it like my brain and like it just wired me differently. Mm -hmm. And I got a scholarship. I got a scholarship because Worcester Academy to go hoop and that was the goal, right? Because yeah. I couldn't we couldn't afford it. Yeah. Um, it was a blessing and I want to pay it back like I always I believe you should always pay things forward and like right now success to me is taking care of my family and paying it back to them it's a testament to your parents that they stayed together through all of that yes. too that's really difficult yes. Coming from a divorced person mm -hmm. but did they give you this beautiful model of what a loving healthy relationship yes. looks like? well you know what yes but I don't know if you feel like this Chelsea like when you're kids, when we're kids, we're not, we're just like mom and dad, they're the best, they can do nothing wrong. Yeah. But as adults, you're like, holy <laughs> shit, mom and dad are miserable? Like, this is going on? Like, this is why? Like, what? So my parents actually just divorced four years ago. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, no, it's okay. But four years okay. ago, you guys are already up and out. Yeah. I mean, so they stayed together the whole time raising us. The whole time, guys. raising us. Yeah. But honestly, it hurt like hell when they divorced. Yeah. Because, I feel like I lived this fairy tale, like this perfection of yeah. love and partnership and husband and wife. Like that's what I wanted, right? Yeah. I wanted my mom and my dad's relationship. But things happen. We're human. And I think as a child, we're not coherent of that. Like your mom's a human being, your dad's a human being. Yeah. They're gonna mess up. They're not perfect. Definitely. You know, and their divorce hit me hard, to be honest. Because we was, were probably surprised by it, right? It was, I was you were so like, surprised. Wait, I thought you were good. I was surprised, I was hurt, I was sad. All my brothers and sisters were thrown off. Like our whole dynamic, it's different now. Yeah, you know, is it? It's completely different. Like going home, it's like a chore because now I have to go see my dad, I have to go see my mom. Usually I'm, I'm home, Mass yeah. I'm, I'm, for instance, I'm flying home Friday yeah. um, to Massachusetts and it's like, all right, let me plan my days to make sure everybody's happy that I have time for everybody. But it's, it's okay now, I, I got the plan. But in the beginning it was hard. I hate to break it to you. That's going to get even more complicated when you See? have kids. Ugh. Because then you're going to, really, the holidays are going to become an issue. Mm -hmm. you got to split the holidays with your kids because everyone's going to want the grandkids. 
weddings, you know yeah. what I'm saying, like all that stuff. I mean, it's just gonna, there's just stuff that goes in there, right. so. But hopefully they have figured out how to navigate all of that and they'll, they're still you know, learning. Yeah. yeah. So the name of this podcast is What's Your Water? And I got it from this movie called The Big Short, which was about, I don't know if you've ever seen it. No, I haven't. It's a true story and in short, it's in short, it's about um, a guy named Michael Burry who was an investor who predicted the subprime mortgage crisis. Mm. And so he bet against the housing market at a time when everybody was like, oh no, the housing market is stable, it will always be stable. Yeah. So in 2007, when the recession happened and the market fell away, he made billions of dollars because wow. he had hedged. Wow. So he had predicted this thing. And at the end of the movie, they say that, so he took his money and moved with his family to California. And today he invests in one thing and one thing only, and that's water. So it's interesting because he spotted this trend, he maximized this opportunity for himself, and now he's clearly spotted something else. Who knows what he's doing with water? Right. Um, so I always say to people, what's your water? Like for you, you spotted a million trends, but one of them, for example, is what you did with Tress. Right. Which, and it ain't bad to be in the same category as having spotted a trend with Beyonce, mm -hmm. right? Like yeah, that ain't bad. So you clearly spotted something yes. there and it's taken off. So that's something you've spotted and it's bigger than just fashion. It's mm -hmm. clearly bigger than the product. Right. Like you say, it's a call to action. It's a philosophy right. about what are we proud of? What right. do we not want to squish down? What do right. we want to let live to its fullest? And what does all of that represent mm -hmm. for your culture and you know your heritage and all that? Yeah. So what's your water? What's the next thing that you're seeing or what's the next thing you think that's in store for you? You know what, honestly? If I could stop everything right now and go and speak at high schools mm. for young girls or colleges um, and tell them my story where I came from nothing and my, my journey of life, I would do that. I, Girl We Got This is like my purpose. I think Honestly, women right now, we are it. We've always been it, but we're finally claiming it, right? And I honestly, my water is women. Like, I love women. Love I love supporting women. I love sharing my truths. Yeah. I don't want another woman to deal with half the shit I've had to deal with in my life. And I've never had a big sister. Like, I've never had somebody to, like, help me or guide me. And I believe every human being needs a mentor. Every woman needs a sister. If I'm able to literally, I want to start speaking. I want to start literally helping and encouraging every young girl in every middle, cl in every middle class area, family, environment. I'm from Gardner, Massachusetts. Right. If I can go there and help any girl go to be like, their, to reach their goals, to reach their dreams. Yeah. That'd be my water. Yeah. That's what I would, that's literally if I could stop everything. On my vision board it says, speak at 12 women conferences. I do one on Friday. That's one. Amazing. I have 11 more to go. Okay. I that's, got a few I want to hook you up with. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just, that's my thing right now. And you know what? So I was going to, my next, my last question for you was going to be, so what's the advice that you would give to people? But I feel like you kind of just said it. And it's what you said earlier. You just ask or you say it. Yes. You just said it, right? So you're saying, I didn't know that's what you wanted to do, yes. but now I know, and I got a whole bunch of thoughts yeah. going on in my head. You're the best. But what, <laughs> but what, I mean, if you could give a couple handfuls of advice to people out there yeah. who want to do what you're doing. Oh, I have so much advice. I mean, number one, ask for what you want. Yeah. A lot of us are so prideful and we're nervous for, of rejection. We're scared. We're fear. You have to ask because if you don't ask, mm. you'll never receive. I'll never forget this one guy told me, closed mouths, closed mouths don't get fed. 
And I was like, I don't need him. Like, I'm good. Da, 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 da. Actually, I did need yeah. him. Like, I do. Like, You're hungry. Yeah, I need yeah. it. I need help. <laughs> Any successful human being has a whole team that makes them great. Um, so I think a lot of people, like, lose track of that. Um, ask. Ask. Get help. Don't be too prideful to accept help. Yeah. Um, I would also say um, to embrace your truths. Like, we live in a world right now where there's not a lot of authenticity, right? Yeah. Um, owning who you are and owning your truth is like the biggest, greatest thing you can do for yourself and for everybody else around you because that makes you you. Yeah. And it, your light shines so much brighter when you're you. Like, yeah. we need more of you, who you are. And it's hard. I mean, we live in, a, and we live in this world of social media and these comparisons and this pressure and our youth and... You have to own who you are and embrace your journey, the goods and the bads. Mm -hmm. uh, that's like that's been my biggest thing. Like I've lived an incredible journey of life. I'm 31 years old, and I've probably done things that people will never do in their lifetime. Yeah. And I have to own it. It was my journey. It was my life, and it was for a reason. It took me a while to own it and to be okay with it. But once I became, once I owned my journey, I became me. Mm. You know, and I'm able to share my captions on Instagram and because it's true stuff that I've been through. It's super inspirational, too. Yeah. I take lessons from that stuff all Thank the time. Thank you, yeah. Jesse, because I've been there and I've done that. <laughs> I've been that girl. You know what I mean? I've yeah. been that failure. I've been that no. I've been rejected. I've been cheated on. I've been yeah. that crazy-ass part crazy ass girlfriend like I've been all of that we've all been that yes. all of those things yes all of us literally and it's okay <laughs> doesn't matter how successful or high profile right. you are you know? right it doesn't <laughs> and I think the more we're so open and honest with that the better we'll all be we'll yeah. all rise easier and faster together yeah the, yeah when the water rises all boats float all boats thing. float dude yeah. be kind like you said like yeah be kind you don't know what that other person's going through yeah say hi yeah. Like, I literally, my sister, she's like, you talk to everyone. I talk to strangers. I love humans. Like, I love meeting new people. I'm that person where I'll go into a room. If I'm tired, I'm off. <laughs> if it's early, I'm going to be off. But after that, I love to talk. Yeah. I love meeting people. I love hearing people's stories. And I just love energy. Like, I feed off that. Be kind. Say hi. Yeah. My sister will call me. Because she's more introverted. I'm 100% extrovert. You're like, totally an extrovert. Yes, I, I am not. I'm an extroverted introvert. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're an extroverted I'm extrovert. Extra, yeah. Like extra, it's extrovert. Yeah. yeah extrovert. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But I'm extra you're sometimes. Extra. <laughs> extra extrovert. <laughs> but my sister will literally call me like, can you please come to this event with me? I'm like, why? She goes, I need you to talk to some people for me. <laughs> I'm there. What time? Oh, man. Yeah. Wait, are you for, like, I need you for that. <laughs> I got you. you just walk Call in me. front of me and shield me like that and just be talking to people. Yeah. And they'll be like, I had the greatest conversation with Chelsea. I'm like, that was my rep. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's the littlest things. Like complimenting somebody. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like yeah. saying, where'd you get that from? Start a whole conversation. Yeah. And it's just like, wow. Yeah. You make somebody's day and it's just like, or like a friend for life. I yeah. met one of my best friends on an airplane. That's so great. 
It's the best. Well, you've made my day. I really appreciate you. that you came on the show. I'm so glad that I'm here with you. Yeah. You're so incredible. You are like an inspiration for me. Oh gosh. So Go like on. I'm happy just to be here with you. Like you are the you are like the goal. Like no. you are my goals. I'm just older. No. Everybody gets to this point. I'm just older. I've no. got years. Look, you fine. Ain't nothing old on Chelsea first okay. off. Okay. Okay. You this is not about me, stop. <laughs> But you are, like you are the epitome. Like now when I look at women that I aspire to be, you have to have a goal, you have to have like yeah, a bar. Definitely. And like you look, you have to have like mentors and you have to be like, how did she do it? Yeah. Yes. How did Chelsea Grayson do it? Well, maybe we'll talk about that on your show. We're do totally talking about okay. that on the show. Girl, we got this. Girl, we got all this. We got this. <laughs> Thank you guys so much and tune in for the next episode of What's Your Water. Bye.